everyone. This is Chris, a.k.a. Chris, a.k.a. Chris Watches PLL. Episode 24 is on the horizon. We are racing towards the Season 2 finale here. And hopefully you're hearing this uh, at 9 a.m. on a Friday, because that is the goal. You may have noticed I haven't had many guests this season. That's just mainly because I kind of lost my schedule. Stay tuned, though. Surprises, guests, it's all going to happen. It just didn't really happen this summer. It's been weird. It's been weird, right? Uh, But fret not. Uh, We're about to dive right into what is setting up for an incredible season finale. But let's, let's just get into it, right? Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. So he can help you figure out who's a. Season 2, episode 24, If These Dolls Could Talk. Why am I saying that weird? If These Dolls Could Talk. I think I'm still saying that weird. Anyway, that's the uh, episode title. Boy, you can really hear my notebook in this episode, huh? A very lengthy previously on, which if I'm remembering correctly, we did this last season at the end of the season because they're <laughs> trying to make us remember all the plot lines they're going to try and tie up here. We're reminded of the Hannah phone, which is uh, the Mona phone. So Hannah destroyed her phone. She's been using a Mona phone, a.k.a. a hacked phone, which uh, we'll find out probably in season three, it sounds like. We're reminded that Maya has emailed and she got a missed call. Emily got a missed call from Maya, but we have not seen actually Maya in person yet. We're reminded that Mike, uh, Arya's brother, is telling Arya to let it go, let Ezra go. We're reminded that Ezra turned down the job, the extremely generous job offer from the machinations of his dad. Uh, The explosion of doom inside Jason's house, which again, we don't know the extent of the damage, but it seemed seemed pretty bad. Jenna crying. So uh, we'll get there. But in this previously, I'm reminded of Jenna crying. I am very, well, I don't want to be smug. It's It's not cute to be smug, is it? But I will say, I called this Jenna thing from the get-go, which is probably an easy call for most viewers. But I'm happy the show gave me, the viewer, just a little bit of satisfaction in that regard. Reminded that Melissa might be A, might not be A. A lot of conversation about Melissa, right? Uh, Reminded of the dolls, the page five, uh, Vivian Darkbloom, the alias, and the bag of clues. The bag of clues that Jason found in his house. Jason, quote, found in his house that has a whole bunch of alley stuff. Again, just to get ahead of it, no one touches that music box. I'm assuming next episode we'll finally deal with that. But for now, we didn't deal with that. And so before we... So we, we start in uh, Spencer's house. I guess Spencer fell asleep on the couch. And Allison is there. And for a moment, I was like, wait a minute. Is this a dream? Is this really happening? What's going on here? So we don't really know what she's going through the back. She goes, I need something. And Spencer's like, wait, what the fuck is going on here? And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Allison, a.k.a. the show's writers and, and creators, say, don't get, hung, don't get hung up on the details. Look at what's right in front of you. What's parked right in front of you. Very interesting choice of words, correct? And then um, it's like, is this a dream? Is this real? Here's a couple things to to delineate what is real, what's fake. Allie says, can I take a few of these painkillers for the road? She pops a top off and she takes a few. Spencer grabs the bag in this, quote, dream sequence, pulls the bag beneath the couch. Um, and then Allie, Allie leaves and Spencer, like, falls asleep. In the morning, Melissa comes downstairs and is like, what? Why did you leave the door open all night? Uh, so the cap is indeed open. The bag is still indeed underneath the couch. We as the viewers are supposed to be like, is that really Allison? Was that all real? I think it's an easy call, folks. We've seen it with Hannah in the hospital. We saw it earlier this season with Emily and the barn incident. This is Allie. Now, the only thing that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, if this is Allie, 
which I believe it is. Why can't she just tell them what they need to know? She says, I can't tell you that. Why? And as I'm saying it out loud right here, I'm wondering if that means they need more evidence. They need to finally were to say, hey, Mona is the one behind all this, right? They would probably just go to police or, or blow blow the whole operation, right? I think when she says, I, I can't tell you, it's more, I have limited abil- I have limited ability to help and lead you there. We're going to need some evidence, right? We're going to need to uncover all of this before anything. So I think that's maybe why she says that. Anyway, later in the morning, uh, we're in a car, Emily and Spencer. So Spencer... Spencer tells Emily about all this. She does not tell the other two. Well, we find out later she does. But at the moment, she just tells Emily. And um, she basically relays everything from that, quote, dream. And Emily's like, listen, I had a similar experience when I was locked in the barn. I thought I saw Allie. And Emily writes it off as she's just in our heads. Emily does. I guess Emily is saying she doesn't believe what she saw was real. I'm not sure how Emily feels about it. But it's clear to me that Allison's alive. I thought for a half second this was going to be the, the finally the reveal of Allison returning to the, to the world of the living. I don't think it's going to happen yet, but uh, maybe we're getting closer. So Emily gets out of the car. I forget exactly what she's do, what they're doing here, but uh, she basically gets out of the car to uh, go to someone's house before school. She gets a text from, quote, Maya, right? Maya. Thanks for telling my parents. I th- thought I could trust you. Whose side are you on, Emily? Question mark. I already don't think this is Maya. Right. I, that's already assumed. Another piece of evidence. Who says, whose side are you on, comma, Emily, question mark, to a text? Right. Don't, don't you think Maya and Emily would have a much more informal talk? Like, I don't, I can't remember off the top of my head, but does she call her Emily or M, right? This is like not even good. It's not even a good fake text message. Thanks for telling my parents. T-E-L-L-I-N-G. Thought I could trust you, period. Whose side are you on? Again, folks, I don't know if the show thinks about this, or maybe or maybe they do, and the and the person faking this doesn't think about it. Whose side? Like proper proper grammar. Like seriously, come on, totally fake. Uh, Emily, I guess it believes it is real. Yeah, this is totally probably the same person that took all Lucas off the table, which I'm assuming is Mona for some reason. I don't really know why I think it might be Mona, but I think it is Mona. Cut to Hanley, uh, Hannah, and Ashley in the morning. Ashley asks her daughter. Any more information about the fire? Like, who started it? Like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Same question I have, Ashley. What the hell happened? Hannah just says, I don't know. I don't know. And uh, guess what? The Mona phone rings a couple times. And Ashley's like, what the hell is that? And it's like, I don't know. A dog? I don't know what she says. But, of course, uh, Ashley finds the Mona phone, picks it up, says hello. And it's Caleb. Caleb's back this episode. Ashley says, well, Hannah's not supposed to have a phone, Caleb. So, I don't know what you're calling here. She <laughs> she hangs up on Caleb. And we already know Ashley likes Caleb. So, that's that says a lot that she hangs up on, hangs up on Caleb. As if on cue, Mona, knock, 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 knocks on the door, shows up. And Ashley says, hey, don't, I, my daughter can have a phone. I don't care if it's a phone that you used to have. Uh, and then there's this whole like story, like Hannah says, Mona needs her help 24-7. She's going through a tough time. And Ashley, later on when Mona shows up and tries to do her uh, Eddie Haskell, is that the right, is that the right reference? She's like, it's such a great breakfast, uh, Mrs. Marin. Uh, Mrs. Marin, is she a true Ms.? Um, oh, yeah, I forgot, I forget Ashley's maiden name. I don't know if she uses her maiden name. Anyway, Ashley doesn't buy it. She's like, don't let my daughter have the phone. And if you need counseling, come to me anytime. Uh, you know, if you need someone to talk to, let me know. I can help you. And they just kind of laugh and run, run away. Ashley's not buying the Mona stuff. And mom still wants to know what's going on. And they're not telling her. 
Cut to Hollis, Ari, and Ezra having a morning coffee, I guess, before Ari goes to school. You know, going over how he turned down the job offer, LOL, LOL. You know, he was just trying to control us, Arya says, as this beautiful, <laughs> amazing job opportunity leaves Ezra forever. And Ezra says, well, uh, the dean is pissed. Uh, and your dad's not even here yet. Dad's at a conference, a.k.a. not booked for this episode. Arya's like, don't worry, it'll pass. And then they smooch. Cut to Jenna and Toby. Uh, this very dramatic scene of Jenna taking off the bandage. And uh, Toby's like, should I stay? Should I go? She's like, just watch. I want you to be the first face I see. She takes off the bandage and then she starts to cry. And Toby does say, I'm so sorry. Now, she doesn't say anything here. Note, she just starts getting upset, which even in the absence of what we see later, I was like, well, this could that could mean one of two things. Toby assumes it didn't work, right? Hang on to that thought. Uh, cut to the school. Uh, we have the uh, we have the liars regrouping, and basically, I wonder if there was a scene missing here because it turns out between last episode and this episode, uh, they in fact do go through the newspaper and find all those highlighted messages, which is basically like old school spycraft. They were basically Ali and A were sending messages via the newspaper to eventually meet up in Brookhaven, which officially I can say with. 99% certainty is another little suburb here next to Rosewood. So that's what Allie and A were doing, exchanging messages via these uh, these messages in the newspaper. And they find out that they're going to meet somewhere on Spruce Street. And it's very close, if not the exact address of the creepy doll shop. Uh, but we'll get to that. Uh, Jenna and Toby enter. Uh, they approach. Jenna says, Toby, get the hell out of here. So he walks away. She sits down. And she says uh, she can't see. She says to the four liars, she cannot see the, f- the procedure did not work. That's what she says. So that's what she starts off with. And then she says, you saved my life uh, to Hannah, just crying her eyes out. And uh, she's saying people can grow. And I want to apologize for my anger and my holding my grudge against you all. And I think it's Emily and Spencer both kind of say like, what are you apologizing for? What exactly are you apologizing for? She doesn't say anything. So no A admission. I thought again, for a half second, Jenna might reveal the A network. I guess uh, for whatever reason she can't yet, but uh, she just apologizes in general once again, I think she is taking a page out of the Mona handbook here and trying to slowly view herself as an ally, which we see the machinations later on this episode of what she is trying to do here. So she walks away, and Emily and I agree. Emily has the same... Emily's been listening to this podcast in the future. She's like, this is all BS, right? Uh, this, is all, <laughs> this is all fake, right? So Emily totally agrees with everything I've been saying up to this point, which is funny from a viewer standpoint, ah, this show, man, I don't think I'm particularly clever. I'll just say that. But I do feel like I, I figured it out. And the fact that the show is aware that someone would follow the same logic that I have, because Emily says basically all that I've been saying up until this point, she's like, well, yeah. which makes me then <laughs> second guess myself, like, wait a minute, wait a minute. If the show is aware that there is this clear, if the show is aware of this, maybe I'm wrong which is uh which is which is quite clever too that may have been confusing but uh i just am aware that the show is aware uh that someone might be on the same path that this podcast is on so anyway uh but then we kind of go through our suspects right is garrett a is melissa a everyone has their own pet theories uh as we'll find out later emily is pretty certain it's melissa and ian she doesn't buy the jenna stuff basically emily and i are are complete agreement about a lot of stuff tonight uh, but they all decide, listen, uh, we just go to Brookhaven and go to that creepy-ass doll shop because that's clearly where we need to go. Cut to the hallway. Mona and Hannah are having a chat. And Mona says to Hannah, I got another A text, break up Hannah and her hottie or you go back to being a junior high, junior high naughty. Don't 
tempt me or tease me. I forget the exact, it's tiny in my notes here. Dash A. Very interesting, very interesting text based on what happens later. Because as we know, Mona is of course secretly also part of her own A group. So interesting. Mona hands back Hannah the Mona phone. Uh, no texts on there, nothing from A. And Mona says Jenna is A. Very, again, reinforcing that Mona and Jenna are not on the same team. She's clearly trying to bring down her A rival here. Uh, so she's pushing the Jenna is A theory. So they're starting to walk away, and Hannah, of course, mentions Brookhaven. And I was like, shit. She just told Mona about Brookhaven, about how they got to go there. <sighs> Which, look, if Mona is part of the A network, she already knows, right, all this stuff. The fact that she has had to go this route tells me she's right. She's out of the Noel Khan Jenna technology loop, but now she knows where they're at. She now she knows where the liars are in the investigation. She goes, oh, okay, well they're they've picked up on the Brookhaven stuff. So I was a little bit like, oh, Hannah. Caleb shows up thankfully to interrupt any more probing by Mona. Uh, they have a smooch. He's like, are we on for tonight? And then uh, <laughs> and then Hannah says, uh, well Mona was gonna sleep over. Is it okay if she joins? And Mona's like, don't worry, I got a paper to do, but I'll just come by later uh, for the sleepover part. Uh, and you can tell Caleb is not into having Mona anywhere near him. Cut to the classroom where Ella teaches. Uh, Arya is leaving her note. Something, it says something about Spencer's, which is the cover for going to the creepy-ass doll shop later. She finds a fax. This is only like 15 years ago, but there's a fax cover sheet. Can you send over Arya's transcript? Arya reveals it's a boarding school for girls, and she is pissed. Cut to the liars. It's still daytime. All the liars are in Brookhaven, and they can't find the, the address, the exact address, 235. Like, they're looking at it, and they don't see it. And then they see this old lady start uh, opening the door to the creepy-ass doll shop. Uh, I think it's Spencer, the one that approaches her and says, Hey, do you have questions? She's like, this, this door is that open. And Spencer's like, well, we just have some questions. And uh, the lady says, well, you can ask, but doesn't mean I have the answers. Uh, and she goes, come on in, come on in. She says she does mostly repairs at the doll shop. She doesn't really sell a lot of merchandise. <laughs> and Arya catches sight of a, of a kid in the window. Uh, which freaks everybody out. And she's like, Seth, go ahead and turn on the lights. Uh, so they all go inside this creepy-ass store, and then they're talking about the doll, the voodoo doll, and, and Seth starts talking about what he remembers. A girl came in, dark hair like Vivian's. Uh, they show him a photo of uh, Allie, and he's like, no, she had dark hair. And he said people wanted to hurt her. I hope she's okay. A man and woman wanted to hurt her. And then <laughs> the show... Okay, I'm going to tell you what the show did, and I think I know what's really going on, but still. The lady says, well, Seth can do <laughs> I can't even say it with a straight face. Listen, I am a huge nerd. I run D&D games, right? I'm actually running a game where there is time travel involved. And still, because of the genre that Pretty Little Liars is in, it still made me laugh so much when she's like, he has the gift. Seth can see the future. And I was like, are you kidding me? We have a little boy who can see the future. <laughs> Wow. Absolutely wow. I cannot tell if the liars believe this or not, but Seth is just staring at them as he does. And they ask Seth, this person have like shades on? Like, could, could she see? And he said, uh, no, no, this person can see. So it sounds like this wasn't Jenna. Uh, I'm not 100% sure. I mean, it could be Jenna faking. Who knows how much Jenna's been faking, but for the purposes of this, we'll say probably not Jenna. I believe some of the other liars later on agree with me. It sounds like it's Ian and Melissa. 
Again, not 100% sure, but that's, that would be my guess. He does say they both had dark hair, which again matches Ian and Melissa's description, of course. That could be Jenna and Garrett, for all we know. We don't know how long ago that relationship started. Anyway, and then he says, I feel bad for her, terrible way to go, something about dirt and lungs, uh, which is very important for later. Cut to the Hanley house. Uh, they're making some frozen pizza. Some frozen pizza, and everyone's kind of creeped out. Arya does some intense Seth slander, as I put in my notes. Just this string of very creative insults for this nine-year-old boy who can see into the future. Calls him Casper. <laughs> Says he lives in that store, hasn't seen sunlight in years. Like, r- incredible amount of insults to the poor kid. But Hannah agrees with me. Hannah, Hannah thinks that the boy was describing Melissa and Ian. And Spencer finally reveals that her parents were looking into Melissa, basically giving credence to the theory that Melissa might be part of this. And everyone's like, what the fuck? And then she drops the other bomb. My dad is Jason's father, too. And everyone is like, oh, shit. So now they all know that. Cuts into Montgomery's, uh, Ella and Arya. Uh, we have another battle of who can say words the shortest. Arya's like, fine, yep, ba-da-ba-ba. And then she finally she says, trying to send me off to boarding school. And she shows the facts to mom. Ella says, listen, I know I know how this looks. We're trying to keep you safe. It, it, yeah, maybe a little bit to do with Ezra, but also to do with this other stuff. There's there's stuff, there's people out to get you, and this might be a way to protect you. And then Arya says, boy, wouldn't the school not like to know about dad's affair, huh? What would the, what would the college do if they found out he had an affair with a student? And I put in my notes, all caps, war. You can see, and we'll get to what Ella really felt in that moment in a little shortly, but you can see it on her face. It is... A whole bunch. She doesn't even say anything. And I put in my notes, war. W-A-R. This is, Arya has declared war. She basically threatened to expose her dad. And Ella is shocked. Cut to the Hastings, uh, Melissa and Spencer. And they have their fake, polite conversation. And then Melissa, Melissa's not as bold as Spencer, right? Melissa says, what's that bag in your room? And Spencer's like, what the hell are you doing in my room? Well, I was trying to find someone's address. And then Spencer, again, I love the consistency on the show. No, I don't know if any other character would do this. She goes, F this. She walks right up to her sister, opens her little, she actually, she, actually, she has like an iPad, actually, I think. Hits play on the video. She, she shows Melissa the effing video with her ass in the video. Unbelievable. And Melissa watches it. And she goes, how do you even have this? And Spencer's like, I'm going to the police with this. And then she starts to walk away, and Melissa says, I would be very careful about doing that. I have seen videos of you and your friends that would be much, much worse than this. And Spencer just kind of shrugs, and they walk off. So the gloves are off, folks. Melissa and Spencer know that each other, there's no there's no hiding what's going on here now. So very proud of Spencer for just showing Melissa, hey, I know what the fuck is up. Very short scene here in the courtyard, courtyard, uh, Hannah's like, Hannah's telling Caleb of, of some plan tonight. You can see Caleb does not want to do this. He does not want to do this, but he's doing it because Hannah has asked him. What is that plan? We'll see shortly. Cut to the class. Ella, and back in Ella's classroom, Ari walks in and uh, mom says, did you call the dean? And she's like, and Ari's like, no, I didn't call the dean. And Ella says, don't worry. The boring school idea is off. So you can rest and has nothing to do with your threat or Ezra. It's just off. Arya says, what do you expect me to do? You backed me into a corner. That's why I made my threat. And my God, this is the first time. I mean, that's happened before, but this, I really felt this in this moment. Ella says, you know, I was angry and confused when I heard about this Ezra stuff, right? But last night was the first time I was ashamed of you. Ashamed of you. The fact that you could turn on your own family. 
Arya, okay, that's step one. Then she says, you have no idea the silence on the other end of the phone when I told your father what you told me. And it's clear. And she says, I don't even know how we come back from this. Mom is destroyed. We saw it a little bit in Byron, right? When when they were at the dance a few episodes ago, right? And, and Arya's like, I'm not your little girl anymore. We saw a, like 2% of this. Mom? I don't know. I, I've never seen her this way uh, with Arya before. With all this going on. This is the first time I really was like, wow. Things are really bad. Cut to the plan. Plan night. So Emily's in a car, presumably out of visual range. A car service? Or is, is Melissa actually driving? I couldn't tell. Basically, she pulls up in front of Lucky Leon's Cupcakes, but she gets out. She runs into Speed Demon Express. Look at that, calling back all our old uh, businesses here. And then Team Mona and Caleb pull up in a car. Caleb is very pouty. And it and this, again, a very well-constructed scene here because I didn't quite understand. I thought Caleb was just mad to be in the car with Mona. Boy, was I wrong. Uh, they have a very weird conversation, and uh, oh God, it's so it's so well done because she undoes her seatbelt. He's like, "Why are you Why are you doing your seatbelt?" She's like, "Because we're caught, we're parked." And again, I'm like, "What's going on?" Uh, she goes to turn on the dome light, and he's like, "No." And uh, Mona says, and I understand. I don't know if you all remember one of my previous PLL experts said this. They thought for a long time Mona was in love with Hannah, and I can see I can see it here because she says we both love Hannah. That's why we're doing this. And she says, we get a little peek under the hood here for Mona here. She says, after Allie left, we both got Hannah and Mona, she's saying, we both got extreme makeovers and our lives improved. And this is back to Mona motivation, right? She climbed the social ladder once Allie was out of the picture. So, and then she says, then you came along, Caleb. And I got jealous. It's at that point that uh, Melissa emerges from Speed Demon Express with this large box. We don't know what it is. We don't know what, what the purpose of it is, but she comes out with a box. And then Emily texts Showtime. Mona puts her head on Caleb's shoulder. And then they start kissing, making out. I mean, this is a... Folks, um, this is quite a smooch. Um, but they're doing it for Hannah. and But it works. Melissa sees it. So she crosses the street and she does like a triple take. Like, bum, 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 bum. Cut to Hannah and Spencer. Um, I'm not quite sure which house we're in at the moment. But they're waiting for a text. And sure enough, bum, bum, text comes through. Hey, Hannah. You into showing, you into sharing everything with your BFF, even your BF dash A. Well, well constructed there, Melissa. So they assume Melissa's A, and Hannah's like, "What other proof do you need, Spencer? Your sister's A." So this could be Melissa using the A network. It could be Mona making sure Melissa looks like A, right? So it could be like a weird double cross here, uh, or it could be a third party that sees this and it's not Melissa. Either way, Hannah is like, "What else do we need?" Okay, so um, door knocks. So they're actually in Hannah Lee's, we determined, right? So Spencer and Hannah go downstairs. Emily shows up. The mission is done. And it's kind of a kind of an argument here. A lot of people are very intense. Emily's like, hey, don't let's not lose sight of Jenna and Gareth. They're, they're part of this. And Hannah's like, what are you talking about? Melissa's clearly A. Spencer's like, we need more proof. I don't want, it's my sister, right? So they're having this kind of intense argument. Seth comes up, uh, Seth the creepy boy. And Spencer says he knew something. He knew how she died. That that's not public knowledge. So she, Spencer, kind of believes Seth might be able to see the future. Uh, that's I'm getting out of that, or at least that he knows something he sh- he's not supposed to know. Mona walks in uh, again post op and says, "Hey everybody, did you get a text?" And I think it's Hannah, right? Is it Hannah that says, "No, we didn't get a text yet." Very surprising, isn't that surprising? I yeah, that uh, 
I thought it was Hannah says it because then uh, so Mona goes, well, I'm going to take a shower now because like, ugh, made out with Caleb. That was gross. I don't think she really thought it was that gross. She leaves and Emily turns to Hannah and says, you can't tell her everything. Just so interesting because I think Hannah did lie to her. Anyway, <laughs> so they come up with a plan. Uh, I believe Spencer is the one that says, phrases this way. We're going to show Seth baby the video and then to see if he knows who came in there that day. And they're going to go to the police with everything that they have. That's the plan. Cut to Ezra's apartment. Uh, Arya shows up. Arya's like, hey, good news. No boarding school. And Ezra's like, whoops, uh, we lost the war. I just got fired. Next Monday is my last class. Boom shalaka. Jenna is reading from a book with Braille. Uh, Toby walks in. Uh, he goes, why is Garrett's car outside? Right? So we see the car outside. She goes, close the drapes. And then here it is. Plans in motion. She opens up a little box. She hands page five to Toby. Toby starts reading it. He says, have you, do you have any idea what this is? And if we didn't already know as viewers, it's very clear now. She says, I don't know what this is. Jenna is lying to Toby about this entire situation. Of course she knows what this is. We, they even showed us the scene here, reminding us that her and Garrett know exactly what this is. She's setting up Garrett. It's a clear setup, and I'm sure we're going to see the badge come back, right? All this stuff, Garrett's going to go down. Garrett is, as predicted, next episode. Ugh, wow. I cannot believe that she got away with this. Anyway. <laughs> it's a so weird scene so hannah uh spencer and emily show up to the uh, doll shop to see the creepy boy door is unlocked well that's not suspicious they decide to go in of course um they find just a ton of dolls so they so they're going downstairs they're like hey seth creepy boy um they find a box of a whole bunch of those voodoo dolls so the lady was lying to them uh the lights uh explode and they turn off and then they hear this follow me and end up like me follow me and end up like me uh, so they follow this creepy voice, very robotic. They open a door, and inside is this little showbiz pizza. That's a reference for you all. Showbiz pizza-like animatronic thing. So there's a doll that has blondish hair like Allie's, sitting waist-deep in dirt, shovel in hand, blood in hair. And then all the toys, for some reason, go crazy. Like, they start going off, shelves are, are being pushed over, and they run the hell out of there. Hannah drops her laptop briefly, which made me nervous, but... She picks it back up. I don't know why they did that, but cut to Ezra and Arya. Um, he's we're finishing this scene. He's like, "Well, yeah, they're just not going to offer the class. Then probably just rename it and have someone else teach it." And Arya starts to be like, "Nobody can figure this out." And he's like, "Arya, stop! I got to head. I'm going to head up to my folks' place. And if I can't teach high school or college in this town, I need to find somewhere where I can." And Arya starts crying. Uh, and I put another breakup. Are they breaking up yet again? So it sounds like he's going to go away for a while. Probably for good. <sighs> We've been down this road, folks. Fool me eight times. Shame on me, right? I'm not buying the breakup here, but they have a smooch. There's a lovely cover of Lyle Lovett's uh, Don't Wanna Fall In Love, right? Is it Lyle Lovett? No, it's not Lyle Lovett. Who sings that song? No, I wanna fall in love. Anyway, uh, there's that DMC notice. Um, so there, there's a cover of that song. And if it wasn't subtle, if it was subtle before, I know I got teased by, um, by one of my guests about <laughs> if they actually hook up or not. It's very clear there, there's a sex montage happening here. So uh, they're, they're doing what they do. Cut back to the other three liars. They're loading up the duffel bag. And then Spencer reveals to Hannah that she thinks she saw Allie um, at that same time downstairs. So then the Hastings household downstairs, Melissa and Garrett show up with the box. And they're like playing cutesy. And sure enough, folks, Melissa and Garrett have a smooch. What the fuck? I kind of I got that hint when um, he was visiting her in the hospital. I don't understand and that but it happens and he's like are they gonna turn that video she's like they're not gonna turn that video uh they hear some floor creaking garrett 
starts to move toward the stairwell with his hand on his gun. So he's going to go upstairs to confront the three liars. And that's when the police knock on the door. Police, police officer Neil is uh, in charge here. He's like, surrender your weapon. You're under arrest for the murder of Allison De Laurentiis. If that wasn't enough, just to make sure we have no misunderstanding here, Jenna is taking off her makeup. She sees a fly, and she not only nails the fly with a napkin, it's very, very clear that she can see. And I would even argue, folks, though it's not made explicit, I'm sticking with my theory. I think she can see perfect out of both eyes. The only thing missing from this scene was her, like, a little evil smile. But uh, it is clear Jenna can see, folks. Uh, post credit scene, we see a doll cleanup, and then someone hands uh, cash to the woman, and then the creepy boy gets a lollipop. So creepy boy might be able to see into the future. Or I think the person handing the money was indeed Allison, giving the woman cash and him uh, the lollipop. So anything that he knew is stuff that, of course, Allison would know. What do we think, folks? This is kind of long, and uh, we have our season finale next. So I, I think everything that I've predicted so far, it looks like it's lining up. The only thing I don't understand yet, it's not clear to me, why doesn't Allison just tell them stuff? Like, why does she... So if that is true. If that is Allison handing the woman money, right, and handing the boy a lollipop, why not, why not just tell Spencer, right? Why not just tell Hannah? Why not just tell them the steps to figure this out? That's the part I'm missing, and to be honest with you, I don't have a good excuse yet as to why she would need to go through these hoops. The only possibility is, like I said, they need evidence to actually do something about this. I'm also thinking maybe Allison doesn't trust the, the authorities in whatever is going on with her. So in order for her to be able to reveal her death was faked, they need to do they need to find something right that she can't find. So I don't know. Hopefully that becomes clear. Uh, I'm assuming it will, but. All right. Well, uh, I've been Chris. Once again, find me on Twitter and Instagram at Magoogs, M-A-G-O-O-G-S. Occasion twitching at Mac to the gal, M-A-C-T-O-T-H-E-G-O-W. I finished the quarry recently, so I'll do more horror games on Monday nights. And, you know, other nights too in the week. I should do more streaming. Uh, Yeah, season finale. Here we go. Uh, But I've said way too much already. need to get this package to my wife and kids up in Anchorage. How will Speed I... Speed Demon Express can take care of it. Fire your other carriers, because Speed Demon Express delivers. Quite a lot of red in... We have the lowest prices, considering our competition... It's very warm. Want it there in a rush? We'll cross the river sticks to get it there in 24 human hours. Do I have to sign in my blood or... Signature confirmation available in black or red ink. Oh, looks like I'm going somewhere else. Okay, bye. Our CEO may have fallen from heaven, but we have standard insurance in case of accidental drops or damage. Speed Demon Express. We'll get it there come hell or high water.